I want you to think of yourself as a house. I found this one in my daughter's playroom, and I like it that it's not perfect, because if my life is a house, I can tell you my life's not perfect. This one's missing some railings. It's missing a door here. Think of yourself as a house. Have you ever noticed when there's a really big thunderstorm that sometimes the whole house shakes? I remember when I was a kid, we had this dog, and whenever there'd be a thunderstorm, the dog would just start to tremble. I remember holding that dog and trying to comfort it during storms and just feeling its muscles quiver. Its tail would go down between its legs, and oh, isn't that how we feel right now? I mean, we are each a house, and there's a storm going on around us right now that none of us has the power to stop. In fact, if you think about it, there's a number of waves of wind in this storm, and I want you to just study that and think about, you know, where are you most feeling the pain of this storm that has just taken over all of our lives? I mean, there's the, the wind of anxiety. There's the beating rain that we're no longer in control. Things we used to be able to control, we can't. There's the raging wind of that we just are uncertain and our routines that we used to be able to depend on, they're no longer there. Our income may be uncertain. The bills are still piling up. I mean, these are just a few of the winds. And on top of these, I mean, there's so many other storms that we normally go through in life. Storms of cancer, storms in our marriage, storms of unhealthy relationships. And you know what? When you're cooped up in your house, and you can't leave, it exposes not only this severe storm that we're in, but it also reveals if your marriage really isn't in a great spot or if your finances really were not under control even before the COVID crisis. And we're all in this storm together. I want to encourage you today, if you feel like you're just trembling, God brought you into this moment because he wants to encourage you. God wants to give you stability in the storm that you're going through. You know, when I think of that, I think of a friend of mine, her name's Natalie. Natalie's a nurse, she's part of our movement here, our church movement, and you know, Natalie works on the front lines, and so as the COVID crisis was beginning, she was often on the front lines helping to do tests for people who had the COVID symptoms. Well, not only is Natalie in this storm, but also her husband is a police officer. In fact, here's a, a picture she posted of their closet. I mean, to me, this is so symbolic because you see her nurse scrubs right next to Doug's police uniforms. And every single day, both of them were having to go right out there to deal with the people who have COVID symptoms. And they lived knowing it's very likely we'll catch this. In fact, Natalie has shared about that anxiety and having a teenage child who has asthma and wondering if we get this, our, our child is at risk, and what are we going to do in this storm? I wonder where you can relate to the emotions that Natalie and Doug have been feeling. Maybe it's fearing COVID specifically, or maybe it's some other part of this storm. Maybe it is that the storm of COVID has revealed that your marriage isn't what you thought it was or your finances aren't what you thought they were. Maybe it's the storm of inner peace. Maybe it's the storm of addiction. We all face various storms 
including this massive storm we're all in. And so here's the question we're asking together today. How can you build a life that stands firm through the storms? I mean, isn't this what we're all after, right? Whether you believe in God or not, whether you consider yourself religious or not, we're all gonna go through storms. And don't we all want a life that after the storm passes, our house is still standing? That after the storm passes, we made it and we, we stood through it. Don't you want this? I mean, I want this. I mean, if I could answer this question for you, in a way that you can apply, you could live it out today, would you want to know the answer? Or better yet, what if Jesus himself, the most influential person in all of history, what if he answered this question? Would you want to know what he says? Well, let's look at his answer, starting in Matthew chapter 7. Here's what Jesus says. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it. So he says, if you listen to what I say and then you do it in your life, well, you'll be wise. You'll be wise like a person who builds their house on a solid rock. And then Jesus continues and he says this, though the rains come in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, if you've done what Jesus says, then your house won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. And now Jesus is going to make this contrast. Build your life on him, and you'll stand firm through the storms. But now look at verse 26. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it. So these are people who hear the words of God. They're aware of what Jesus teaches, but they say, yeah, not for me. Or it's for me on the outside, but I'm not actually going to do what Jesus says. Jesus says it's foolish. And he says that's like a person who builds their house, and instead of building it on the bedrock, they build it on the sand. And when the rains and the floods come, because they will come into all of our lives, for that person, the winds beat against that house, and it collapses. It collapses with a mighty crash. So here's Jesus' answer to the question, how can you stand firm through the storms of life? Here's his answer. Jesus offers an unshakable foundation for every single area of your life. Jesus offers an unshakable foundation, but did you notice that as he described it, he said, you've got to choose. Will you do things his way? Now, he's not saying you have to be religious. He's not saying you have to earn your salvation. What he's saying is, I want to help you. And if you do things the way I describe, it will help you. In other words, God wants you to stand strong through the storms of life. God wants to help you through the storms of life. And I'm here today to explain to you how you can do that according to the word of God. Let's just make some observations about this short story Jesus told. First is that we all are building a house. And no matter your job title or if you're retired, every one of us, we have a house that is our life. We're all building a house, Jesus says, and we all build on some foundation. There's a foundation underneath every single one of our lives. In fact, I want you to think about your life right now. Think about your foundation. What have you built your life on? Because most people never examine their foundation. They might build their whole life on the assumption that if I get more money, then I'll be happy. 
And when I was a journalist, I would meet people like this, millionaires and even billionaires who did get billions of dollars, but it didn't deliver the satisfaction they were looking for. And their house crumbled. We've all got these common rooms in our houses. I wonder for you, which of these rooms in your life right now do you feel the most pressure in? The wind, the storm is beating down on your house and and you've lost your satisfaction or you've lost your relationships. The relational health is no longer there either in your marriage or in a relationship with someone else you love and care about. Is it your purpose that you've lost? Is it your finances? Is it your work? Is it your inner peace? Jesus says in this story, we'll all pass through storms. If you ever hear someone claim to represent Jesus and they say, have enough faith and you won't go through storms, you can just stop listening to them right away. You know they're lying. Jesus says over and over, you'll go through hard times even if you believe in me. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. We're all gonna go through storms. The question is not if you'll go through storms. The question is, will your house stand when you go through the storms? Some storms will batter us harder than others. We're going through a hard one right now with COVID. But COVID is a severe storm that reminds us of something. There are unexpected storms in life, and there will be right up until our final breath. Very few people think about their death until they're in their final moments, but that's a storm that every single one of us will pass through. Jesus wants you to have a foundation that will stand firm even through that storm. Jesus is the firmest foundation for every storm that life can throw at you. The only way to have an unshakable foundation is to have received Jesus as your savior. And we talked about this last week during Easter. In fact, I'm so proud of the 49 of you who believed in Jesus for the first time and you texted in the word believe. 49 brand new believers who raised your hand to say, I believe in Jesus. I'm so proud of you. And in fact, I've been praying for you all week and I've really built this message for you and for all of us who've known Christ for a while as this reminder that after we make Christ the foundation of our life, now it's a matter of doing what he says in all these different areas of our lives. Jesus, what do you say about my satisfaction? What do you say about my finances? Jesus, what do you have to say about my relationships with the people I care about? And what do you have to say about my relationships with the people who bug me and frustrate me? Jesus, what do you have to say about my purpose? In fact, as you give your life to Christ, he will start to show you how to build in each and every area. Now, I came across a really fascinating story this last week as I was studying the theme of foundations. It's a true story from the state of Connecticut. Here's a picture from NBC News. They found that the foundations of about 30,000 homes were faulty. Now, many of these homes were 10, 15, 20 years old. What happened was that the concrete the homes were built on, the very concrete, had a chemical error in it. And so uh, you might be able to see in this picture, this is a pretty big dream house here, and it's actually being held up on steel beams. It's been lifted off of its entire foundation because the whole foundation was faulty. Now, when you place your faith in Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, something very similar to this is happening. You are moving your entire life onto a new foundation. How do you do that? If you've never done that before, you can do it right now. Scripture says, believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. 
The idea is when you call out and you say, God, I'm in a storm, I can't get through it on my own. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for me. Be my foundation. He gives you a new foundation as a free gift. We don't earn our salvation. We receive it as a free gift. In fact, 1 Corinthians 3 puts it this way. No one can lay any foundation other than the one that is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. This is scripture claiming once again that the only foundation for your life, the only foundation that will truly stand firm through every storm is Jesus Christ himself. Do you know for sure today that you've made him the foundation of your life and of your eternal life, your soul? Do you know that today? If not, call out to him right now and say, Jesus, I need you right now. But what's so interesting about this passage in 1 Corinthians 3, and in your small groups you can go deeper into studying this passage, is that it essentially says after you trust in Jesus, God gives you a new foundation, a storm-proof foundation on which you can build your life, but you have a choice. As a believer in Jesus, your eternal life was sealed through Jesus' work on the cross, but now you have a daily choice. Are you going to build your life on this foundation, or are you gonna keep building the old ways? Let me show you an image of a house that lost half of its foundation. Here's a house that was a lakefront property, was probably a very expensive home, but a storm came in. And as the storm came in, it eroded the soil, loose sand, not bedrock, out from underneath about half of the house. And as you can see, this house is now dangling off the edge and because the structure shifted, the roof started to break and collapse. And here's the thing, Jesus says, even after you trust in me, I'll give you a solid foundation. This is never gonna happen to you. But you have a daily choice with your emotions, with your passions, with your fears, your anxieties, your desires, your relationships, are you gonna build them on the new foundation? Or are you gonna keep building on the old foundation, the foundation that will collapse in times of storms? You know, once you have this new foundation in Jesus, you have a specific choice to make. And I find, I've been walking with Jesus for a number of years now, that I need this reminder consistently. That even though my salvation depends on Christ and not on me, every day I've got to choose, am I going to build my life on his foundation? Now, building his way is, is a way that is freer and easier than doing it in our own strength, but it's still a choice. Uh, maybe you've noticed if you've ever taken a road trip, you get in your car and you set your destination, or if you're really old school, you might use some maps or atlases. But you get on a road and you choose to stay on the road until you get to the destination. You, you don't get to a specific destination by accident. And Jesus says this, when I died on the cross for your sins, I gave you a foundation that is stormproof so that this doesn't have to be your life. But you'll still have storms in life. And you've got to choose each day, are you going to build on this new foundation. Let's look at how he put it back in Matthew 7, 24. He said, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it, this is the person who's wise. This is the person who builds on a solid rock. And this is the person who, even though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against it, that house doesn't collapse. 
So I'm here to encourage you today to examine your life along with me and say, Jesus, what parts of my life, what rooms and areas in my life am I really building on you? That is just doing what you say to do. And what areas of my life am I still doing it the old way? Now, I'll give you an example of this that I'm sure most of us can relate to. Here's a picture of my beautiful wife, Mel. And I show this picture because about two weeks ago, Mel and I got into our biggest quarantine quarrel. Our biggest quarantine fight. Now, I can guarantee every one of you who lives with any other human, you've had some quarantine quarrels, haven't you? Because you're just, you know, it's kind of like too much of a good thing, right? Now, you might look at Mel and be like, she's so beautiful, John. How could you ever fight with her? But the reality is somehow I do. Somehow I get on her nerves. She gets on my nerves. We both have morning breath, right? It's normal life. And I guarantee you, every single one of you watching, if you're honest, you know, yeah, I've had some quarantine quarrels. Well, this one that we had about two weeks ago, I got to tell you, it was a big one. I mean, it was a big fight where we were both just so deeply frustrated at each other. And after we kind of duked it out and we both made our points and we both kind of adjusted to each other, had this moment of reflection where I realized that, you know, years ago, that kind of fight, it would have shaken our marriage. You know, Mel and I, we got about five years into our marriage and we realized that it was in a storm. In fact, if you think of our marriage as part of the house, I remember feeling like it was the part of the house that was falling off the cliff. Maybe you feel that way in your marriage. Maybe you feel it in some other way. And I've got to tell you, Mel and I, now we can have a quarantine quarrel and we can duke it out and we can say exactly how we feel. And the whole time we both know our foundation is solid. We're not wondering, is this person going to leave me because of how emotional this disagreement is but we didn't get there by accident and I have to tell you here's how we got there it was by me and Mel both as individuals saying Jesus who do you want me to be as a husband Jesus who do you want me to be as a wife and both of us saying one day at a time God I'm not perfect but show me how to relate to this person who's so different from me and as we both did that, God exposed selfishness and he exposed patterns and insensitivities. Now, am I saying that Mel and I have arrived in our marriage? Not at all. I'm talking about a massive fight we had two weeks ago, okay? But here's the thing. We now have a solid foundation under that part of our life. How did it get there? It got there not simply by believing in Jesus, but by doing what he says in that specific relationship. And I want to encourage you today, Jesus can do this for your relationships. Jesus can also do this kind of thing for your finances, where he reestablishes a new foundation underneath. But here's the point. Knowing what Jesus taught, that alone doesn't stabilize your life. That's a great start. And we do need to know the word of God. But if you look at what Jesus said in Matthew 7, 24, it's whoever hears it and follows Whoever does what I say, knowing what Jesus taught, that alone doesn't stabilize my life. It's doing what Jesus taught. That's what brings stability to my life. That's when I start to build on the foundation that Jesus purchased for me when he gave his life on the cross. So what does this look like? It looks like one day at a time, 
one choice at a time saying, Jesus, show me how to be the husband I'm supposed to be. Show me how to be the person I'm supposed to be. We bring ourselves to him. And so let's look back at this diagram of the house. And I want to ask you, you know, where do you most need to start doing things Jesus' way in your life? And I want to encourage you, you, you can't build a whole house in a day. You can't build a whole house in a month. And, and by yourself, I mean, you can only work on one room at a time. So just pick one of these areas, or maybe the Spirit of God is putting something else on your heart where you realize, yeah, you know, when life was pretty good, pre-COVID, there's a whole area of my life, I wasn't really building it on Jesus. I was just doing my career solely for myself. I wasn't even thinking about representing him in the workplace or working as unto him. And now in this storm, I'm realizing, wow, I, I really got to bring that area over on the foundation of Christ. I don't know what area it is, but I want to just ask you, examine yourself. Invite God even now to say, show me the areas of my life. And then would you join me in just saying this, I'm going to choose to build Jesus' way. You know, say this to yourself, I'm not going to be accidental or haphazard about my foundation anymore. I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to make Jesus the foundation for my marriage. And you know, maybe, maybe you've never really set out to say, I want to be the kind of husband that God describes in his word. Or I want to be the kind of employee that God describes in his word. What a great time right now to say, as the winds batter your house, Jesus, I want to build on your foundation. I want to be the kind of person you want me to be. The more you will choose to do that, the more unshakable you will become, no matter what storms come your way. Well, at the beginning, I told you about Natalie and Doug Abshire, a family here in our church movement. Natalie's a nurse, as I mentioned, and Doug's a police officer on the front lines. And I've watched this family put their trust in Christ. They've built on his foundation before the storm. And then as this storm of COVID just started to, to take over all of us, they said, be praying for us. We're both on the front lines. And it was about three weeks ago that Natalie shared that Doug had been diagnosed with COVID-19. And so as a church movement, we've been praying, God, protect this family. Soon, the kids both had the symptoms. And then Natalie also got the symptoms. They all four tested positive. And we as a church family, we've been praying for them, praying, God, would you strengthen their bodies? Would you heal them so that they don't have to go to the hospital? And the amazing thing, has been watching God not only give healing physically to this family, but also watching them stand through what's probably one of the greatest storms of their life they've stood and God has held them. And here's what I've noticed about Natalie. I noticed that even before the storm, even before the storm, Natalie was placing her faith in Christ. Here's three specific ways that she was doing that. These are each posts from Natalie's own Facebook. Here's a psalm that she had posted from the word of God. This is before she knew the whole family would end up getting COVID. And she says, God, you will keep me in perfect peace. My thoughts are fixed on you. I trust in you always. Uh, here's Doug and Natalie on a small group's Zoom call. Part of the small groups right now, our small groups are meeting by Zoom and here they are meeting with other believers online even before they had COVID. Here they are watching church online. This must have been a week or two before Easter. And my point is this, they were building their life on the foundation of Christ 
long before the storm. And as a result, I've watched them go through the storm and it's beating against them. And can you imagine the things they've felt? Is there as well, our child who has asthma now has COVID. We all have COVID. Our fevers are crazy. We're delirious. We've never been this sick. And God has just carried them through it. And to hear from Natalie this last week that now they're on the tail end of it and each of them are recovering and God has gotten them through it. But what is it that held them together spiritually and emotionally? It's that they had a life of building Jesus' way on Jesus' foundation. Are they perfect builders? No, none of us are. But have they consistently built their life on Jesus? Yes. I wanna invite you to be like Doug and Natalie in this way. Uh, There's so many ways that we as a movement are here to help you and I'll share a few of them. You can text any one of these words below. If you text the word Bible, we'll mail you a Bible or drop one off at your house this week because the word of God, you saw it in Natalie's post from the Psalms, it will anchor your mind so that you know what to do to follow Jesus. We'd love to give you the exact same Bible that I teach from and that I study from. We'd love to get that to you. Uh, Joining our email, that sounds like a non-spiritual thing, but that lets you know, here's what the movement is doing and reading those emails so you're really part of it. Uh, Getting into a group, you could test drive one of our online groups, just like Doug and Natalie are in an online group. You can get a short daily devotional texted to you every day. The point is this, take your next step to say, God, I'm gonna build on the foundation that you've given through Christ. We'll teach you how. I think of three stories just from this last week during the eight o'clock service last week. There was a person who said, I feel so alone and I'm struggling with alcoholism. And right there on the chat, four or five other people from our church movement came alongside and said, we're here to help, we're here to help. That person got in touch with one of our care pastors. They've been talking on the phone. That person who felt isolated and alone and stuck in addiction is now walking through this. Why? Because they took a next step. They said, I will, I will build this area of my life that hasn't been on Jesus. I will move it over. I'm gonna go to Jesus and say, how do I deal with this addiction? I think of a gal who's watching us in Florida. She's been watching us for a few years now. And as we've gotten to know her, she said, I haven't been to church in 27 years, but God is speaking to me. And what she's saying is, I wanna move my house. I wanna start building my life on Jesus. Houses are not built overnight. And I want to encourage you, if you've started to believe, or even if you've believed for 60 years and you just feel like, yeah, John, there are whole areas of my life that aren't really built on Jesus. Don't get discouraged. Don't be a perfectionist. Houses aren't built overnight. God's going to help you. Keep choosing him one day at a time. You know, when I was a kid, there's a whole bunch of woods behind our house in Michigan and some developer bought it and the big earth movers came in and started to clear away the trees and then they'd dig these deep basements and then they'd start to build these houses. And so in the summertime, I would ride my BMX bike back through those woods and I'd sneak into those houses and here's what it would look like. I mean, on the outside, it might have some siding and it might have some roofing, but on the inside, it's completely unfinished. And as I would walk through and see the the framing and see the holes in the ground where ductwork would come up or plumbing, I learned that it takes a long time to build a house. And as God builds your life, be patient with yourself. Don't give up. 
but do let this storm that you're going through be a stake in the ground that you say, you know what? My house is gonna be built on Jesus. My life is gonna be built on the solid rock because if COVID-19 has taught me anything, it's that unexpected storms will come. But Jesus promises this, those who build their lives on him, they will stand firm. Houses aren't built overnight. Yours will be a lifetime of work. But don't get discouraged. I love this verse, Philippians 1.6. It says, I'm certain that God, who began the good work in you, the moment that you trusted in Jesus, that was God doing that. And this verse is a promise. He will continue his work. He'll keep working in you. He'll keep building you. So you don't have to figure it all out. You don't have to swing every hammer into every nail. All you have to do is stay surrendered. It's a heart posture that says, God, I wanna build my life on you. Show me the next little task I can do. Show me the next thing in my finances to get them built on you. Show me the next thing in my marriage. Show me the next thing in my thought life. I want my life built on you. And if you'll do that, if you'll surrender to him in that way, he promises that he will finish the work that he's begun. Well, in this life, we go through many storms. Jesus describes most of the storms as wind and rain and floods. There's a final storm described in 1 Corinthians 3, and it is a fire storm. I don't know if you've ever seen a neighborhood where a wildfire has gone through, but here's A picture of a survivor of a wildfire looking at what's left of her home. And to me, what's significant about this is that the foundation is still there and she's surveying what's left. There's not much else left. And 1 Corinthians 3, if you study it, it says, once you place your faith in Christ, that foundation, it's secure, but you have a choice every day on earth Are you gonna build Jesus' way, a way that stands through the final storm? You see, the fiercest storm that you and I will face is when we breathe our final breath. Death is the final storm, and God wants you to know that on the other side of that storm, you'll still be standing. You know, will your house of your life, will it still be standing five years from now? Think about your age and add 50 years to it. Will it still be standing? 100 years from now, if you've placed your faith in Christ, your foundation will stand. And then as you surrender different rooms and areas to him, those areas will also stand, just like this house in New York State. Here's a stone house. It was built in 1742. And I love it because this house is almost 300 years old. And it was built by Dutch settlers. And get this, the original foundation the original floors, the original beams, and the original walls. After 300 years, they're all there. They were built properly on the right foundation. God brought you into this moment because he wants you to know he offers you a life that stands firm through the storms. And he offers you a life that will stand firm through the greatest storm of all when we breathe our final breath. And so to all of you, who are seeking to build your life on Christ, today's message is really simple from Jesus. Keep building, keep trusting him. Keep giving every area of your life to him. Don't give up 
I know you might be quivering like that little dog I had when I was a kid, but he's gonna hold you. He's gonna hold you through this storm and you might feel your walls wobbling. You might even have some parts of your house that collapse because they really weren't built on him. But guess what? You're gonna get to rebuild and you're gonna get to rebuild a life where every square foot is built on the unshakable foundation of Jesus. The foundation that stands through every storm in this life and that will stand into eternity. So let the winds that are howling right now, let them motivate you to say, I'm gonna build my life on Jesus. Let's pray that together right now. Father, Lord, I know that you're working in our hearts right now. And in some ways it's uncomfortable. We don't like to acknowledge that our lives are shaking. We don't like to acknowledge the parts of our house that are collapsing or have collapsed. But Jesus, right now, we place our faith in you, the Son of God. You are the firm foundation for our salvation, but you also show us, here's how to have a relationship that works. Here's how to put others first. Here's how to handle your finances in a way that doesn't lead to debt, but leads to extra. Lord, you have specific words of guidance, blueprints for every area of our life. And God, today is just about saying, Jesus, we need you in the storm. And we choose to build our lives on you. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.